Welcome back to Out of the Rough, a fantasy golf podcast brought to you by We Know Fantasy. My name is Nate with We Know Fantasy, and today I'm joined by Lenny. Lenny, how we doing? Doing good. Excited for this U.S. Open we've got coming up. Uh, yeah, the US... Hopefully you have a good week here. Yeah, because last week I did not have a good week, I can tell you that. Uh, same here. <laughs> little rough, little rough, but we have the U.S. Open here at Torrey Pines, which... Our boy Sean here lives somewhat close to there. Sean, how we doing? Good, good. I'm doing good. Yeah, I do. I do live close. So it's been something your shot. So if there's any big shots, I might be able to, you know, celebrate live on TV. I didn't get tickets, but uh, I'll be able to hear it maybe. So yeah, I, I tried to put in for some, uh, you know, out of the rough. We know fantasy media credentials, but uh, apparently, apparently they didn't accept that. So maybe Did next year. My- maybe next year we'll get in. Yeah, maybe at the farmers, just make sure you use my address so they think it's local. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. And what is your address? Uh, yeah, we'll talk later. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Anyhow, guys, like we said, the U.S. Open is upon us. Before we hop into things, be sure to visit our website, weknowfantasy.com, for some more fantasy sports content, including fantasy baseball, NASCAR, basketball, football, golf, you name it, the We Know Fantasy Cruiser covered. Follow us on social media at Out of the Rough WK on both Twitter and Instagram. And follow We Know Fantasy on social media at, uh, let's see, we're at We Know Fantasy on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Last week, you know, uh, Lenny and I kind of alluded to our to our uh, rough outing at the Palmetto Championship at Congaree. Uh, Lenny, how did we do? Any, any bright spots to talk about, or was it all just rough? Uh, we had one bright spot. It was Johnny Vegas. Or the T2. Um, had a nice outright bet on him. So at least I had something like interesting to follow on the weekend to kind of make it worth paying attention to because the rest of my lineup was not pretty. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I'm there with you. I had a I had two top tens, a Fitzpatrick with a T10 and Doc Redmond with a T2. But besides that, I had a bunch of missed cuts, and that's about how my weekend went. Sean, do you do better than Lane and I? No. <laughs> uh, I, did, I did not. I had four guys that missed the cut. Um, my best player uh, was Pat Perez at T10, um, and then Ian Poulter came in at T25. So um, I won't tell you the place that I came in in my DraftKings lineup because it's horrendous. Um, but hopefully this week we have a little bit better luck. How many, yeah, uh, how many zeros are in that number? How many what? Decimal points, or, or I guess uh, no, no, your your placement. Are we um, in the thousands, or are we in the tens of thousands? <laughs> uh, tens of thousands. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> if a, there was a tournament for the Palmito that was into the hundred thousands, but chances are, yeah, if it I wasn't was, one of those, I would be there. I was equal with you, Sean. Don't worry. Don't it's, worry. It's, it's very ironic that our podcast name is Out of the Rough, and we are very rough with our scores. So it's uh, maybe that will be our lifelong story of getting out of it. Maybe. <laughs> and that was the, the premise when we named this podcast. I guess so. You're right. It's a good reminder. <laughs> but let's have a bounce back week this week. Like we said, U.S. Open third major of the season here at Torrey Pines South Course. Uh, Torrey Pines is back hosting the U.S. Open. For the first time since 08, I believe. And then Tiger Woods won that with a bum knee. Uh, forget that historic moment in golf history. We see a glimpse of Torrey Pines each season at the Farmers Insurance Open, but uh, you can't really go off of that. There's a big difference between what the Farmers Insurance Open offers and what 
the U.S. Open will offer because of the USGA uh, rules and the conversion of that into a into a USGA course. One of the main things, hole six, goes from a par five to par four, moving the par to seventy one. But the course is still about seventy six hundred uh, plus yards in length. On top of that, we get to see the daunting rough, narrowed fairways, and firm, insanely fast greens. The average fan, like we said, will pay attention to what the uh, farmer's insurance open or the farmer insurance uh, outing there in January has to offer out of this course. Going to be completely different. So if you are the one to listen to these podcasts and pay a little deeper attention more than just uh, a quick Google search, you're ahead of the game there. Uh, for example, Mark Leishman won the Farmers in 2019, and he barely hit a, four, a fairway in the final round of that uh, event. That's that's not going to cut it here at the U.S. Open and what will be to offer this week. Uh, the thicker Caillou... Oh, how do you even say this? Caillou? Kiku? Kiku? <laughs> how do you say this, Lenny? You're the uh, translator. I don't know. I wasn't paying that much attention to the fairways. I just know it's Poa Greens. Anyhow, this grass here is becoming more prominent uh in the rough of june than it was in january you know we have a, we have the summer months here so that alone produces thicker grass on top of all this this is a, a coastal course so we have the winds and the unpredictable weather in play uh you may ask how do you win here at the u.s open uh, any u.s open course really it's uh you know be be one of the best in driving distances throughout the tournament above average and greens regulation and don't lose strokes in the green sounds pretty simple right but yeah. the last time someone who doesn't really fit that mold won a, won a U.S. Open was probably Spieth in 2015, and that was at Chambers Bay. We'll see some pretty, you know, it's hard. It's hard to phrase this. You know, when you when you say high, when I say high scores, I'm talking about closer to par opposed to low scores, which would be further away from par. It's weird how golf works in that way. But we'll see some higher scores here for the winning. Maybe a minus ten to take the victory here. And uh, stats to pay attention to are driving distance gained, strokes gained, approach, uh, strokes gained around the green, and par fours gained 450 to 500 yards. Lenny, we didn't forget anything here? Um, I think you mentioned, like, the farmers. I'm going to take a little bit of that into consideration, partially because, one, it's just more of a course knowledge um, these guys will have a little bit of an experience with the course. It will be playing a lot different. Um, and also, you said Tiger Woods had a bum knee in 2008. I think you're not giving him enough credit. He had a torn ACL. <laughs> well, um, when we're talking about the greatest of all time, it's, uh, a torn ACL is a bum knee to me. Yeah. A man, a man came back from, from the dead and won a master, so... ACL is yeah, a bum. The other thing, though, is we talked about it on the breakfast ball, Sean and I, how with the Farmers, you know, Tiger won the last major here, and he also has won the Farmers, I think it's seven times. So it's like, Ooh. if you want to consider that, you can, but it's also Tiger Woods, and everything he does is kind of inhuman, especially in the early <laughs> 2000s. And but yeah, I'm going to be putting kind of a high emphasis on driving ability. Guys play off the tee. Uh, will really be something I'm focusing on when I'm selecting lineups this week. 
Yeah, like you said, the last time we kind of saw someone not fitting the Bombers mold was back in 2015. And a lot of the guys that we see winning place in top 10s in U.S. Opens are the Bombers just because you have such an advantage. One, typically they're stronger hitters. They have more power. They can get through the rough better. So they have a better chance of getting out and not having to lay up uh, back into the fairway. And two, right, just being long is good on every course. When you have a shorter iron in, it helps hold the greens a little bit better. You can get a little bit closer, attack some more pins. Um, but that's just one of the things that I'm kind of mainly focusing on this week. But I'll let uh, Sean take the rest since he's got the local course knowledge. Yeah, well, I've, to be honest, I've never been on the course myself. However, because I live close to it, it is a nice little deal for me that I was very surprised by. Um, but the, uh, the like you said earlier, both of you mentioned it. The the course itself is coastal. It's right on top of cliffs that go to the beach, and then all you see is just beach. So it, it is going to be a little windy. So it's going to be interesting to see how some of the holes play out and back. Um, and like I mentioned on the Breakfast Ball uh, podcast too, in case you missed it there. Um, fun fact about the beach below, it's a nudist beach, um, so you're not really going to see much of that. They're just going to show you clips of it, um, but in case you're curious, that's why. There's that uh, local knowledge we're looking for, knowing where the nudist beach are in the area. Yeah, hit me up. I'll give you the address later. All right. But let's move on to our picks here. Uh, Sean, kick us off as normal, $10,000 plus range. Who do we have here? Uh, I'm going to go with Brooks Kepka. Um, he's coming in at 10-1, so I believe he is the lowest rated player in this rating. Um, but to me, I think that he should be a little bit higher. I understand he's been injured, and that's why the price is a little lower. Um, but it's a major, and it's Brooks Kepka. Um, so I don't really need to go into stats on how the guy plays because I don't think it really matters on how he plays in the other tournaments. I think it, he, he just shows up when he needs to play, and, and he realizes that majors are a big deal. So at uh, 10-1, I think Brooks is a good value. I think a lot of people might pick him for the same reasons that I'm saying it. It's just maybe some straight-up bets, or you want to stay away from him because of that in, this, in that regard. But um, I just think he's worth it because I think he's going to win it. So uh, at 10-1, Brooks Kepka. Yeah, when it comes to Brooks Kepka, just, just a statement of, it's a major's enough, really, to to back why you're picking the man. But let's move on here. Lenny, who do we have in this price range? Uh, for me, I, I don't like saying this, but I'm going to have to do it. I have to go with John Rahm. Uh, he's at 11-2. He's the highest like best guy. No, I, <laughs> I was going to say that, too. <laughs> I don't like it because he's higher priced than everyone. And I really like Brooks this week. It's kind of like a. I have questions about Spieth, DJ, and Bryson, and I think there's the least amount of questions with Ron. All of these guys could easily win this tournament. I mean, if you kind of picking either someone you like, like I just really like Ron, I love this game, or you're trying to find reasons not to, and I think he just has the least amount of reasons not to play him this week, which is why I'm going with him. I mean, all these guys are the best players in the world. Um, he's second on tour in total driving. He was playing unbelievable at the Memorial, and they've been playing great all year. Just doesn't have the win. 
I think being at 11-2, though, he might be a little bit lower owned, even though he's the favorite, uh, because you have the speed, the DJ, Bryson, and Brooks, and even Rory and JT you can throw in there as some of the most popular guys on tour, probably like the, the six most popular guys on tour. So I think their ownerships are probably going to be a little bit higher. Baram being at the top, people might fade him a little bit. He's come top 10 in the last two majors we've had this year, playing great golf, just great driver. Um, and I just, like I said, I'm focusing on driving a lot this week. So, so I'm going with Ron. Yeah, he might come out a little bit motivated because of what happened in the Memorial, you know, that whole storyline as well. We'll go into that because it was overplayed and talked about majorly. But you talk about driving off the tee and whatnot for this major. That's where I put my focus as well, and that's where I, Bryson's my favorite. I am afraid of the ownership because of, you know, he's one of the most polarizing figures in golf right now. And, and, and you know, he was a – what he won it in 2019, um, U.S. Open, that is. 2020 last year, yep. So he, he's uh, he's the defending champion of the tournament. We talk about how driving is a big thing and that it's known here at the U.S. Open, and, you know, no one does it better on tour than Bryson. Uh, there, there's really no nowhere else to really go with this. Beyond his driving ability, he's also top 50 in strokes gained approach and around the green. He's eighth on tour and par fours gained 450 to 500. And it's not like he's a horrible putter as well, so... Uh, He's actually above average putter, but I, I do say, like the yeah. His yeah. putting's one of the best parts about his game. Once it, when his putting's on, like I would fully expect him to be in the top ten this week. But continue. Yeah. It, it, it's crazy how you know, even at the top here, when we have these type of golfers, there's usually one thing they do extremely well, and you know we know Bryson because of his driving ability. But man, he is one of the best putters on tour as well. Um, but this 10-4 price range intrigues me. I, I like it because you can still build a decent lineup around him. But I know Lenny mentioned the likes of uh, Rory and JT there below the 10,000 range, which I really like as well, where I can see myself maybe even avoiding the $10,000 range altogether and build the lineup based around those two. But, you know, here I have to go Bryson. And, uh, you know, the only thing about it is his ownership here. And I think it's going to be rather high, maybe one of the highest, you know, if not the highest this week. But, Really have to go with them. Let's One go, Brooksy. <laughs> somebody, somebody kick him out of here. I started the chat, right? I can end this. One thing that um, I will add, I, I am going to start quite a few lineups with Rom, but then I will substitute him for Bryson. Because I do think you have to play Bryson if this open plays anything like it did at winged foot, where getting your ball into the fairway was near impossible, it seemed like, for a lot of guys. He has such an advantage on everyone, being able to bomb it down there and being so powerful out of the rough that like it would be perfect. If they played golf without fairways, Like I think Bryson would be one of the best players on tour. What a... What a time that would be if there was no fairways involved in golf <laughs> just uh you get a tee box and you, that's it what do you mean that's how we play we never well, yeah, I don't think <laughs> <laughs> let's move on into the nine thousand price range and sean take it away <laughs> sorry about that Nate. um <laughs> i'm uh i'm gonna well, go no, with i play fairways i just play the other whole fairway 
that's very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I went with the lowest guy that was one of the lowest rated in that last price range. And I think this guy might be the lowest rated as well in this one. Um, but he is a previous winner of this current year's uh, Torrey Pines tournament that happened earlier. Um, so like LJ said, it is kind of a, a play to think about. Um, but that's Patrick Reed. Um, I'm going to, he's coming in at 9,000. Um, so I, I, again, he's kind of like a value pick based off of the, of the Brooks earlier. Um, but looking at the farmers, when he played at Torrey Pines earlier, uh, he won at minus 14 and, and second place was a slew of people at minus nine. So he did have a, a five stroke lead. Uh, and so that kind of dominance that I feel like Patrick Reed also kind of feeds off of that when it comes to like Ryder Cups and, and tournament style plays. He, he kind of has a chip on his shoulder because people don't like him or people have something out for him. And with him being the defending champion at the course, you know, that could be a motivating factor to, to getting back to that winning circle there again. And the familiarity, although it will be different with some of the rough, like it's been said before, will will play a factor into that. So I think having the, uh, he had a 64 and a 68, so very well uh, subpar to the, the current 71 as well. So um, I, I think he would be a good play here at, here at uh, 9,000. So Patrick Reed. Yeah, I, do, Reed. I, say, I do believe the last uh, Patrick Reed incident occurred during the Farmers Insurance Open. I was going to say he's another player when it comes to a major you can't count out, and that price range of 9,000 is, is, a, is a fantastic starting point. Well, Lenny, who do we have here? Price range of the nine thousands. Uh, I I hate that I'm doing this again, but going with just a another Lenny favorite pick, Victor Hovland. He's at nine two. Once again, it's kind of the same thing with Ron, right? Just great ball striker off the tee, fantastic. He's eleventh in total driving, fifth tee to green, playing great golf this year. His around the green game has improved a lot this year. Hopefully he can just get the putter hot. But being towards the lower end of this, kind of avoiding the McElroy, Thomas Moore, Kyler Schell play, I think might be a good thing. I'm expecting those guys to have higher ownerships. But at the same time, people could be kind of avoiding them if they're taking one of the top guys in that 10K plus range. But getting a little bit of a discount here with the guys above him, who I think he pretty much has just about the same win, win equity as. And so it just makes sense for me to go Victor Hovland here at 9-2. Well, since you guys have already gone to the lower parts of this price range and, and Lenny there went with one of his favorites, I guess I'll go to the lower part of the price range and go with one of my favorites as well. Patrick Cantlay is my guy, 9-1. Love the price range. Uh, but like I said, if you were a follower from this podcast from the get-go, you know my love for Patrick Cantlay. I kind of took a step back. You know, I played him heavily when we began, but he was he hit a rough patch. But I think he plays his course rather well. He's 55th on tour in driving distance, which is which is you know not ideal when it comes to these type of courses. But still, being in the top, let's see, one fifth of drivers on the tour is not a bad place to sit. He's an excellent ball striker, top 25 on tour in strokes gain approach. Very effective around the green, top 15 in strokes gain around the green. Even top 15 in par fours gain, 45500. The combination of everything that we give here, the statistics that we have to go off of, and the 9-1 price range is something I have to go with. And hopefully, uh, you know, he's let me down a lot this year. 
Uh, when I do play him, it seems when I do play him, he does poor. When he does, when I don't play him, he does okay. But let's see if he can't break that mold and go Patrick Pant- Cantley here. I was going to say, he's someone who I feel like on this podcast, we just haven't gotten right. Like the weeks that he's been like the top five finishes were not on him. And then we picked him. And then next thing you know, he's like getting cut three in a row. Um, but I do have to add one thing. We do, it, it just wouldn't be the stroke skating PTC if we didn't mention, Z- mention Xander here at 9-3, right? This is his home course, something to consider this week. Uh, Sean, have you ran into Xander at the local, uh, you know, Trader Joe's or anything? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's move on then. Who's your player in the 8,000 price range? I've got, uh, I've got Corey Connors. Um, he's coming in kind of, again, I guess a theme that we have here, um, a lower end. He's at 8-2, so he's at the lower end of that range. Seven top tens this year, um, which is kind of a, a big number, considering that some of the guys that I mentioned earlier don't have that number. He has the highest number of top tens in, in my lineup. Um, <clears throat> but I think he's a really good ball striker. I think he's a, a, a person who is a, a person. He, he's, a, he's a good golfer and able to, to get – into situations that might be uh, difficult. Uh, so he, he, he's got the striking ability to get close to whatever he might need. Um, and I think the 8-2 kind of helps my lineup because it, it allows the, the lower end to, to steal some other players. And I think with the lineup, or with the um, players that are in this listing, and, and obviously it being a major, you're going to see a lot of names that might be rated higher than than what we've normally seen. Last week we saw players that were rated higher um, than normal, um, but just because of the field, I think Corey Connors and some of these other guys are going to be steals. So 8-2 with Corey Connors is my pick. I do like this price range of what you can make out of this. I'll get to my guy here soon, but Lenny, who do we play in here? Me, we're going back to Scotty Scheffler. He's first in total driving. Like, it's just one of those stats on the repeat, right? It takes into account driving distance and driving accuracy. So just two of the key stats I'm looking at, he's first in it. The one thing, I will put a disclaimer here, that worries me, he missed the cut at the Farmers earlier this year and was bad off the tee. Um, He lost over three strokes off the tee that week. But it's the only time this year he's lost even more than just one stroke off the tee and also his putting was basically the worst in the field and Scotty's normally a, a decent putter um, I wouldn't say he's a great putter but as long as he can hopefully take that experience learn these greens maybe a little bit uh, I'm hoping that it improves because I think he lost almost double digit strokes putting that week at the farmers and but just a great guy off the tee, a good all-around game. His approach game has been good lately. Like at the Memorial, he finished third. Uh, his irons were really what kept him in it, uh, kept him around up there at the top all week. So I'm kind of just betting on him repeating that performance we saw at the Memorial. And he's at 8-5 this week, so right in the middle of this price range. All right, and what is a uh, out-of-the-rough podcast without me mentioning my main man, Will Zaltoris? 8-6 here. Uh, like I said, if he's at in the 8,000 price range, there's a good chance Will Zaltoris is in my lineup. 
he may, he brings the the I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it. He brings the swagger to the game. Uh, you know, he, he and I feel like he has a confidence to come out swinging, with golf pun intended. There, uh, he he you know I keep going back to that breakout performance at the Masters and what he did there. I just think the confidence there for this young dude. He's top 25 on tour and driving distance is one of the best ball strikers on the entire tour. I think it's just JT and then Colin Morikawa, who's above him. And we know Morikawa is the best ball striker on tour. There's no doubt about that. But Will Zalatoris is third to those guys. He leaves a bit less than desired around the green. But when you're as good on the approach as he is, you're not getting many chances around the green. So I'm just going to chalk up to that. Uh, you know, I'm just excited for him to win his first championship. I've been on this guy before his breakout there in the Masters. I, I just can't wait for him to, you know, maybe get a get a, a major underneath his belt at this point in his career and really, uh, you know, be a factor moving forward. But yeah, eight six can't really go against that. And you know, like I said, if he's in the eight thousand price range any tournament, he's gonna be in my lineup. Hasn't finished worse than T eight in a major in his career. I mean, there was but he's played three, four majors, four majors. This will be his fourth, yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, small sample size, as one would say. I mean, small sample size, but not Still? finishing outside the top ten in three yeah, majors. Your first three I, majors. I mean, maybe Tony Fino and John Rahm have that streak right now, maybe. No, because John Rahm finished like 23rd at the U.S. Open. Yeah, so he might be the only one with that number to his game right now. Yeah, let's hope that continues to uh, a fourth straight here. So 7,000 price range. Sean, kick it off. I'm going to go with Gary Woodland. Uh, he's at 7.5, so right in the middle of that price range. I think that there is a large amount of people in this price range. Um, so I think you could you could select anybody and fill in people as you need it, and I don't think there's going to be a bad one. Um, but Gary Woodland is somebody who, with the winds being the way that they could be, it's not been too windy around here, and it's not been that crazy. But, I mean, it's the ocean, so things could happen. Um, but with it being where it is, it, it could be interesting with his stingers that he hits and the low ball and the way he can kind of control it and manipulate it. I think that's going to help him kind of stay out of trouble where some other guys may not be able to do so much with it. Um, but I, I do think that he's been kind of falling off in terms of performance, and I know he's been working on his swing a little bit this, this last couple of weeks. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what he's been able to do. So Gary Woodland at 7-5. Well, now I know earlier in the day you were talking about how you love this price range so much and how you wanted to bring up a second person in this price range. You got another guy in mind? Well, I, I mean, like I said, you could look at anybody that's in there and, and say that there's somebody to it. Um, I, you, I mean, LJ is probably going to bring up this guy, but Joaquin Neiman at 7.5, you know, we've, we've always mentioned him as somebody who has been higher up. Um, but I mean, I don't. I think anybody in that range, if you need a filler, is, is somebody who is good um, to go. Uh, even like a Tommy Fleetwood, like LJ and I talked on the, the Breakfast Ball podcast, I think he would be somebody that's kind of an interesting play. Uh, he's a hit or miss sometimes, and, and that could be a good thing here at this course. So I, I don't think that there's really – I think Woodland, or, uh, I think he's the, he's the highlight of, the, of this one, um, but I, I don't have anybody else that really like fits the lineup that I created personally, but I think there's a lot of good guys in here. All right, all right. Lenny, who are we playing in this one? 
I can tell you there's like six guys that I would love to play. Yeah, I struggle picking out one for this price range. Finte, some lineups. Like, uh, I'm not sure who all you're going to talk about, but we got like Paul Casey at 7'9", who I like. Um, the the ones I really like is Kokrak and Lowry at 7'6". Uh, my pick that I was kind of planning to talk about is Jason Kokrak, though. Um, off the tee, he's gained eight out of his last nine. He's gained on approach in five straight tournaments, putting seven out of eight. Like, those are just kind of like three of the key stats that we look at when we're looking at majors. And he's been crushing it basically, you know, the past three or four months, almost this whole season. He hasn't had many great major finishes, which kind of worries me a little bit because that is something that I do look at. Like when we were just talking about uh, Will Zalatoris, you know, how he's finished great in majors, pretty much better than he has in a normal tournament. Kokrak, kind of the opposite, but he's made the cut in the last three opens, well, all three I think that he's played in. Um, so it's just his game, he's in great form right now. Um, excellent driving of the ball. The putter is hot. So at 7-6, I think he's one of the guys down here where, like, I think they genuinely have a chance to win this tournament. Yeah, I love this price range as well. You know, I have a note here for Neiman, just assuming you would pick him, Lenny. So I actually went elsewhere with Sam Burns at 7-7. Burns averages over 305 yards off the tee and driving distance. Uh, He's good. That's good for top 30 on the tour. He's also an above-average ball striker, ranked in the top 15 of strokes gain approach. So love the combination there of driving and strokes gain approach to really get the ball out there and then be able to land it where it needs to. You know, around the green really isn't his strong suit. If he's actually, you know, that's his glaring weakness, and he's rather far down the list in, in terms of that stat. But he's also top 16 in par fours, gain 452-500. And, and actually is a very quality putter. He's top 25. Uh, in the in the tour on strokes gained uh, putting as well. So if I, if he can find a little luck around the green and really you know make up for where his his game you know isn't the best there, along with everything he does well, I think at seven seven like uh, Lane just said, there's some guys in this price range that can make a run for it. I think Burns is one of those guys. I will say with Joaquin Neiman, I mentioned it in the Breakfast Ball podcast that everyone should probably play him. Because I don't think I'm going to own him in too many lineups, and I'm kind of off him this week. After seeing him at the Memorial, his iron game just wasn't good at all. He was terrible, um, which is the first time in a while we've seen that. So it's probably just a one-off. and I'm probably putting too much consideration into it. But the one thing I will say with Neiman is he isn't great around the green. He's not very good there. So seeing him have really poor iron play, his approach shots might not be great. He might be missing greens. And I'm just worried that with his around the green game, which has been rough lately, pun intended there, and that he might not be a good play. Well, you know, coming from one of Neiman's biggest fans, that's something to take into consideration there. Yeah, which means he'll win. Like, it, it just, yeah, which means yeah, he'll come out and win by like 10 strokes. All right, one more price range to go through here, guys. The uh, six, nine, and below price range. Looking for your home run hitters and something to write home about. So, uh, Sean, who are we playing in this price range? I'm going with uh, Wyndham Clark. Uh, he's in at six, seven this week. Um, 
again, kind of a, a little bit of a flyer. Uh, he did take 32nd when he played in the Farmers back in January, so not a bad finish. And for somebody in this field to finish 32nd, I think he might be able to get you some familiarity with the course and maybe get you a made cut. And in this range, you're definitely looking for that. So um, Wyndham Clark at 6'7 uh, is my guy. All right, before we move on to uh, Lenny, that's also my guy as well. We've talked time and time again about driving and the importance of that. He's he's one of the best on tour when it comes to that. Uh, you know, beyond that, he doesn't offer much. Uh, but, you know, he's fourth on tour in driving with a near 316-yard average. It, it, you know, beyond that, we, we don't need to mention any other statistics because it's 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 pretty poor. His putter is, is, is not good. His approach is not sh- good. But with that combination of driving and how he performed there at the Farmers Insurance Open, might as well give him a shot here at 6-7. So that just leaves you, Lenny, for your pick here. Yeah, I will say Wyndham is an absolute bomber, um, which kind of just based off what I was talking about before, he could be a good play. He's – I'm uh, I'm going with something very similar game, I would say, to Wyndham Clark. Going back to Johnny Vegas, right? He was my only highlight last week. He's down in the 6K range this week. I'm going to ride him again. Even though the field wasn't good at all last week, and it's completely different field this week. He's just one of those guys like Wyndham Clark where he, he just bombs the ball. Just a great driver. And he's fourth in tee to green. And like I said, I'm putting a big emphasis on the driver this week. And so if I can get someone who's fourth tee to green on tour down in the 6K range, like, why not play him? You know, he's gained on approach, though, three in his last four. He's coming off two top tens in his last three. So the irons have been hot. They've been getting him good finishes. I'm just sticking with Johnny again this week, though, at 6-8. Play the Bombers. Yeah, no debating that. You know, we talk about it time and time again when you get down to this point uh, of the, of your lineup, you're looking for a guy who does something well, and getting the ball from tee to green there at, at this price range is something uh, that should be taken into consideration. So here we are to the trademark patented, you name it, the S or the SGPTC strokes game proximity to course. You had a quick mention there of. Uh, who did you mention earlier? Uh, yeah, Xander. So is he is he your play this week for the PTC? No, no that that was that would be too easy of a pick if I went with Xander. Um, also, I mean, there's a few guys. Um, Charlie Hoffman, someone to consider. Phil Mickelson, someone to consider. But we don't want to take those guys. Like they're they're too expensive for us. We like to kind of keep it down on the lower ends. Which is why we're going with Brendan Steele this week. He's at six five on DraftKings. All right, this guy is from Southern California. He went to school at UC Riverside, and most importantly, right, two of his three PGA Tour wins have come in the state of California. And in all four PGA events that he's played in California this year, he's made the cut in all of them. And really, at six five, if you meet a guy that can make the cut, you're probably pretty happy with that. And I think Brendan Steele could be a guy this week. All right, you guys heard it here first. We actually have had recently some pretty good success on the PTC, so hopefully we get another good week here with Brendan Steele. One and done to finish us up here, and uh, uh, Sean has it loaded for us. So, Sean, how are we doing last week, and where do we stand overall? 
Uh, LJ is the only person that we have to talk about from last week. Uh, Sung JM got him about 33 grand, so he did. The, he uh, moved him up a bit. Um, for Nate and I, we missed the cut, so we can just leave it there. Um, I'm still in the lead with 25 or 2.5 mil, um, and then you guys are close. Nate is at 1.27, and LJ is at 1.21. Um, so it is close there, uh, but with last week me missing the cut and the week prior me losing to Nate, I'm up first. Um, and with that being said, I'm going to go to Brooks Kapka and I don't need to say anything else. So, um, I believe Nate, you are up next. All right. Yeah. I was hoping you were taking one of my two considerations just to make it easier on myself. I'm really torn here. I, I don't know if Sean, have you played Rom? I, or one of you guys have played Rom this this year already. LJ. Well, well, LJ yeah, I was going to say, why are you asking? Yeah. Me? Why? <laughs> I'm just, play, I'm just talking about stuff. Let's go, Bryson. Let's go, DeChambeau. I think this is his course, this type of an event here. I'm going, Bryson. I love it. The Brooks and Bryson. I Let's wanted see. to go. I wanted to go Brooks, and that's why I didn't play him last week specifically, so I could say <laughs> this week. Um, so I'm kind of reconsidering some things here. I've. I guess I'm going to go. Oh, I used Tony recently as well. Uh, I guess we got to stay true to the stroke skin PTC. Let's go Xander this week. Ooh, I like it. That's a that's a ballsy move there, backing yourself with the PTC and the one and done. Well, guys, that's it for this week's podcast. U.S. Open upon us. Third major of the season. Next week, where do we head? My internet's not working. To another golf course. To next the week golf course. Is, is next week the Travelers? Let me use the old phone since my laptop doesn't want to respond. Yep, Travelers, yeah, Travelers. Championship at TBC River Highlands. So... We'll be back next week for that, but we have the U.S. Open upon us. Some great golf to be had here. Really excited about what we have uh, for us this week, but hope you guys enjoyed it. And Until next time, we'll see you.